there literary fans and welcome to episode 93 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we're reading chapter 46 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in contact with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. That is jeffreadshisbook.com, one word, and uh, you can get in touch with me, email, Twitter, Mastodon, that kind of bullshit. Yay! That's so exciting, am I right? So, what are we working on today? We are going to go over the last part of my plugging myself. That's what I forgot. Um, If you do go over to jeffreadsbook.com, there's a couple links there where you can buy the prequels to this terrible book. That's right, folks. Bringing Balance and Offworlder, both available for sale in Dead Tree format or Electrons. Yes, it's very exciting. Super fun. So it is now December. First weekend in December. Uh, So that means National Novel Writing Month ended on Monday. So I think the last episode, which, of course, I did not release. (laughs) Uh, I did mention that it was the, what, second to last day of National Novel Writing Month. And it was freaking miserable because I was so far behind. But I did manage to pull it out. Um... When all was said and done, my final tally was 50,150 words. Oh, it was brutal to get there. I was like uh, totally stressed out trying to find the time to write this book. And it was a nasty book to write. I didn't, I had like an ending. That's all I had was like, well, I know how it has to end since it's a prequel to bring balance, right? It was just a fucking mess. So I finally, you know, it wasn't. If you listen to the podcast from the beginning, you know that bringing balance, Henry comes back into the world of magic after having left and, you know, left Margot and all that bullshit, right? So clearly this book had to end with that state. Does that make sense? Like that had to be the conditions at the end of this book. So it's a bummer writing like Margot and Henry hating each other and stuff like that. Yeah, it was kind of sucked. Yeah. So it was a tough one to finish for me. I got sad when I wrote the epilogue. Yeah, that that's that I teared up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think it's only I think it came in around 30 something chapters. So I don't think it's good. It doesn't have like a it seems more like a collection of stories other than instead of like a well put together book with a single thread of a plot going through it. <laughs> it's not great, but it'll be okay, I guess. I mean, eh. <laughs> we'll get to it on the podcast. Don't worry. We're going to read it. It's going to be bad. So bad. So bad. Yes. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about chapter 46 of Homecoming. So. This is technically the last chapter of the book, but, but, there is an epilogue. So we are back next week. Uh, so it's 73 lines, this fine chapter. Uh, it's not very exciting. So Margot and Henry, they're going to have some drinks, have some refreshments, and we got a fun surprise at the end of the chapter. At least that's how I read it. Kind of a fun surprise, right? Um, other than that, you know, nothing really exciting is going to happen, right? This is the end of the book. All the exciting bits of it basically happened. I don't understand how there'd be more. So, yeah, what are you going to do? 
I don't know. I don't have anything else to babble about. I'm just so freaking relieved I'm not writing a book this weekend. I don't know why, but National Novel Writing Month this time felt like a goddamn chore. There were a couple chapters I enjoyed writing, but it was exhausting. So, I guess, uh, without further delay, why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 46. So for today's episode, and it is afternoon, thank you very much, but I am going to be sipping on a glass of uh, Old Tub Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and I have an ice cube in it today. Uh, I, I think this one, this one's so strong, but I do like how it tastes, and I like how it looks. So I bought it again this week, uh, like Thursday, so I went like most of the week without bourbon. <gasps> wow, okay, um, but yeah, it's tasty. Uh, I enjoy it, but I feel like it's rough on me, like my body. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, but Jim Beam, they know what they're doing at that factory. Oh, baby. All right. Who's ready to finish this goddamn book? Although, I mean, we do have an epilogue, so we're not done with the book when this book, when I'm done with this chapter. All right. Margot hooked her arm through Henry's as they passed through the gates of Amarath Manor. Heading for the Stone and Sky Inn once again. Hey, does anybody remember that's what it was called? Because I don't. (laughs) Margot was enjoying the mild autumn evening and the fact that they weren't fleeing something. Tonight felt almost normal to her. The streets felt... Oh my god, everything felt something. God damn. The streets felt vaguely familiar to her. But... The added stress... What is she going to feel in the next sentence? God damn. But the added stress of their last visit made her remember them as far more dangerous. News had reached Darkford that whatever had been terrorizing the northern cities was destroyed, and people were coming out into the streets to celebrate with a raucous evening. She wanted to get to the inn as fast as possible to grab a table and a room before everything was snatched up. She tugged at Henry whenever he tried to stroll a little more slowly. Arriving at the inn, Henry went up to the bar to secure a room and drinks while she sat down at a small two-seated table near the front windows. Henry joined her shortly thereafter with two giant mugs of beer. Margot could feel the ale going down far too easy, and she thought this could be a fun night. You drunk, Margot. You know what? There's really nothing happening in this chapter. Let's have a drink. Fake drinking break. Mm -mm -mm. Margot noticed as they chatted. What are they chatting about, do you think? I I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I don't know what they're chatting about, but I mean, you know, it's the pandemic and I still talk to my wife, the lovely Laura. And, uh, you know, we're basically right on top of each other. Okay, that sounded bad. We're basically, you know, only around each other all the time, so. Okay. Margot noticed as they chatted, a small group of men were glancing at her and Henry from time to time. She hit Henry's arm while he was saying something about tile murals. Ugh. And whispered, leaning in, I think those people are looking at us. Would you relax, Henry said, waving at her just as one of the men approached. Stopping at their table, he cleared his throat, apparently nervous, and asked, 
Excuse me, my lady, but we thought that perhaps you were, um, it's just that you looked like, look like what, Margot asked, smiling, okay, look like what, Margot asked, smiling, I thought she was going to be a bitch, sorry, my bad, I shouldn't assume Margot's going to be a bitch, okay, she comes off nice in this story, uh, she had already decided there was no threat, okay, We've heard that the lost Lafleur was about, and you do look like her, or so we're told, the man said, looking at her nervously. Margot's jaw hung open, surprised that she'd ever be recognized. When she tore her eyes away from the man, Henry was grinning and seemed on the verge of breaking out in laughter. I am Margot Lafleur, she said mildly to the stranger. Oh, my lady, he said, bowing. There's no need for that. I'm just a regular woman, she said. The man turned to his friends, and two more men and a woman, all and all... I see, okay. The man turned to his friends, two more men and a woman, and all their eyes went wide. Margot felt the blood rushing to her face. Aw, she's blushing. We heard two died. Wouldn't it be neat to be recognized? I don't know if it would, because that would probably happen a lot. I don't get recognized, because this is an audio podcast. How would you? Anyway. (laughs) We heard two days ago that you were seen in Twilight Crossing, but we didn't believe it until now, he exclaimed as his friends nervously came over. I was, but I'm traveling south tomorrow, sadly, she said. The other strangers started with awkward bows and my ladies while she spoke and Jeff's laundry finished. But you're coming back, right? He asked almost desperately. Soon, perhaps, she said noncommittally. Soon, perhaps, she said not more noncommittally this time. The strangers did not hear the response the way she had intended. We look forward to it, my lady, another one of the strangers said. Sorry, that was really oddly stated. We look forward to it, my lady, another one of the strangers said. They finally finished fawning and strolled off, looking back over their shoulders at her. You're a celebrity in the North, Henry exclaimed, arms wide. Shut up, she said. Drinking break. Hmm. Drinking break's so rare in this fucking book. I don't know if they're more prevalent in the new book. I just don't know. Maybe. Uh, Whatever. Okay. Boo, 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 boo. Henry awoke to pain in his side hours past midnight. He had rolled in his sleep onto his bruised side, and it had been enough to shake him from sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Who remembers why his side is bruised? I'm not actually clear on that anymore. (laughs) Um, um, I don't know. Do you guys know? Write into the show, jeffreadsthisbook.com. Tell me why Henry's hurt. Huh. Okay. Uh, Slowly, he rose from bed to pour a cup of water. The room they were given was cozy and warm, just like the last day, and he was pleased the floor didn't torture his feet with cold. Oh, what setting! He walked to the room's single window and poured a glass of water. Cause it's all right, all right. 
Standing at the window, he sipped it slowly. I picture him just standing in front of the window, buck naked, you know, just junk hanging out and everybody looking up like, what the hell? But I guess the room's dark, so maybe they wouldn't see. Hell well. Looking down into the street below, he saw that it was empty at this hour. In the direction of the manor house, though, he spotted some horses coming down the road towards the inn. He stood patiently, waiting for whoever it was to pass the window. When they got closer, Henry looked at interest at some at the twenty or so men, or he assumed men, dressed in all black. Some were leading horses laden with enormous packs. Others were on horseback themselves and appeared to be armed. Toward the end of the procession was a taller man, ringed by more horsemen. Horsemen. Wow, okay. His armor, all black, featured a spiral not unlike those from the ceilings of the rooms the Dark Alliance had targeted. Henry watched in amusement as Sir Andreth slowly fled Darkford with what Henry guessed was everything he had left. Henry smirked at his witnessing the death of the evil ambitions of a now-hunted man. Wow, that was a sentence and a half. Thinking of the other half of this flawed brain trust, he wondered if something similar was happening right now in Twilight Crossing. He was tempted to follow them, but the beautiful woman sleeping peacefully in his bed, hope that's Margot, and his own current nudity, oh, he was nude, wow, (laughs) called it, and his own current nudity seemed to be good reasons to forget what he had just seen. And that ends chapter 46. Well, aren't you glad we're done with the main body of this book? I know I am. Cause, <laughs> um, what did you guys think of Sir Andreth leaving with like the remnants of his uh, Dark Alliance guard? Ooh, spooky. I mean, at least it's not as obnoxious as that loose end nonsense that I said in the last chapter that left it open for a sequel, I suppose. Ugh, that one was bad, but this one's a little more vague, I guess, so maybe we won't have um, any of that talk of sequels. <laughs> yeah, not a big fan of that. Um, I'm a little upset Henry sleeps in the nude. I don't know if that's come up in the series before. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it, though. I know it ended fine. They went out for dinner. You know, I mean, we knew they were going to do that. Although they just ate a buffet, so maybe they didn't get food. Maybe it was just drinks, right? Mm. Mm. I bet it was just drinks, yeah. That kind of makes sense, don't you think? Uh, We've come a long way on this book, though. I am glad we're almost there. Gonna hit that epilogue next week. Uh, And uh, that's it. I don't have anything to say about this chapter. Nothing happened in it. What do you want? Uh, All right. So let's hit some discussion questions up. What do you say? And then you guys can write in your answers, for God's sakes. Come on. Okay. Question one. All right. This one is about the bedroom scene at the end, but don't worry, it's not about if you sleep in the nude or not, because I'm not going to add any information about my habits. Anyway, do you keep water in the bedroom, right? So he was having water. Now, obviously, this is different, because it's a hotel room, right? Effectively, at an inn or whatever. Ooh, did they have, like, in medieval times, did they have hotels? 
I don't know what the difference is between a hotel and an inn. Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. Um, but uh, clearly, like at home, you know, you've seen, I've seen what people will take a picture of their cat doing something in their bedroom. There's like a fuck ton of like bottles and shit on the on the, like the nightstand. But I, I've never done that. I'm like the clumsiest man in the world. I know if I were to like reach over for water, I would just knock that shit over all over my bedroom. I would never leave it there like overnight. Yeah. Well, what about you? Do you keep drinks in your bedroom? I feel like I basically never have. <laughs> and I mean, if you're in a house, you could just walk to the bathroom to get water. Not a big deal. I don't know. Yeah, right into the show because that seems like an insane thing to do. But whatever. All right, all right. Ooh, you know what? Let's put an addendum on there. Do you keep your phone next to your bed, too? I definitely don't do that, but I feel like people do. Weird. All right, question two. Oh, oh, okay, this one's good. So all these guys come over, and they get all excited that Margot's famous and all that shit. Now, I was going to ask, like, have you ever been recognized in public? But I don't think anybody famous listens to this, so... If somebody recognized you, it's just somebody you went to, like, high school with. That doesn't count, all right? <laughs> That's not being recognized. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to go the other direction. Have you ever fawned over somebody you recognized in public? You know, like, somebody famous, you're like, oh my god, it's blah, blah, blah. Has that ever happened to you, right? So that would, like, preclude, like, going to some, like, Comic-Con or some sports conference and like getting someone's signature that doesn't count that's like obviously you can just recognize them and go up and get their signature i mean like more like you know just out and about you see somebody you know realize they're famous and and this is important you go over and fawn over them right you go over like oh my god i blah 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 love you and all this shit i only can think of one time when i've done this and i did do it because it was uh Swedish soccer star Lisa Dahlquist, and I saw her in Ottawa walking with three other players from the Swedish soccer team, and uh, I fucking pooped my pants almost. I, as soon as I saw the Sweden jackets, I bolted towards them, which was not the lovely Lara's favorite moment of that vacation. <laughs> And I told him to, I asked him to, I, you know, said, excuse me. I was being very nice. I said, excuse me, do you guys, do you play for the Swedish national team? And I just remember when uh, Lisa Dahlquist, my favorite soccer player turned around, she took her glasses off and they're like, yeah. And I was like, you know, you're Lisa Dahlquist. And she just looked at me like amused, like, yes. (laughs) And I knew one of the other ones too, Linda Sembrandt, who don't get me wrong, freaking rules too. And the other two I didn't know at the time, but it was what Olivia Shue and um, who's the, the fourth one? Damn it, Berg Berg something. I think God, ah, it's gonna kill me. But they were just walking around because they didn't have a soccer game that day. Um, this was during the Women's World Cup in Canada, and uh, yeah, they let me take a picture with them. I remember I was shaking. Basically, it was super freaking exciting. Yeah, yeah. I still got the picture framed. Lar gave it to me for Christmas or my birthday. One of the two, but very exciting moment. And yes, I was like fanboying out all over. So it was bad. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of any other time that's happened, though. Huh. No, no, that's the only time. Yeah, so I don't see a lot of famous people, especially in Cleveland. You know what I mean? 
What are you going to do? Anyway, <laughs> tell me about a time you've done that, huh? Yeah, come up with something there. Come on, right into the show. It's always fun when I get an answer, so go over to jeffreadsbook.com. Right there, there's a few ways you can contact me, right? You can hit me up on email. Um, that would be jeff at rainbow-100.com. Or you can hit me up on Mastodon at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. Or you can go over to Twitter, hit me up on Fortran Jeff. Yes, very exciting. Write in, tell me about famous people you've met, met and uh, what drinks you keep next to your bed. <laughs> If somebody says monster energy drink, remember to include your address so I can come over and slap you in the face. Because <laughs> that's stupid. Why, 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 you can't wait till you get downstairs? Jesus. All right. Uh, that about does it for the show today. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm, uh, it's Sunday afternoon. I'm going to go take a shower. We're going to watch some football, have some uh, leftovers for lunch. Uh, the lovely Lara's going to be hanging out with me all day, just like every day, and that's about it. we got some laundry to do, as you've heard from my dryer buzzer. So, that about wraps it up. And until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.